The following content uses bread and doesn't spend extra money on hot dog buns. For what? It's bread. Start the show. What? Mm-mm. There's a difference. For what? It's all is bread. There's a difference though. The 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 regular bread that that hot dog water will soak right through it so fast. See, that's why you gotta you gotta ring them shits. You gotta put them shits in the right container and drain that shit. But also the condiments like that mustard. If you put mustard on the regular bread, it's just gonna bleed. Th- like you gotta hurry up and eat that shit because it's gonna bleed right through. Mm, I'll give you that, but like. The hot dog buns, that 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 canyon, that divide, is still thinned in a bitch. Yeah, but you know that I'm just saying, man. I have always been able to get all my condiments on a on a on a regular old piece of Mrs. Baird's bread. But I also think hot dog buns are cheap enough. To where we really don't have well, grocery not prices co- have gone up. Yeah, man. Yeah, you they can't play that card up. no more. Yeah. That and they don't give them to you in in good enough quantities. No, they do it on purpose. The quantities don't never match up. They the do it on purpose. Hot dogs. You get eight buns. You get ten wieners. Boy, they do a- it on purpose so you buy multiples. Now, I have a counter argument to that. Okay, King's Hawaiian hot dog buns. I ain't never had King's Hawaiian. Hmm. Not the hot dog buns. <laughs> they make. They also make hamburger buns. They also make uh, the, the the I I just finished a loaf of King's Hawaiian sandwich bread bun or whatever sandwich bread whatever the regular loaf bread is that'll change your mind about a lot of that. I've done some breakfast recipes on weekends with mm. King's with with the regular old King's Hawaiian buns. You gotta get the hot dog buns though. By the way, as a matter of fact, as long as we talk about that, some of y'all know that I, that I do sometimes I show y'all the little makeshift, makeshift recipes for shit that I cook for breakfast on Saturdays um, and some Sundays. Um, some of y'all have, have pointed out that I have plastic containers uh, and sometimes paper plates and plastic containers left over from takeout that I just reuse. They doing your dishes for you? Exactly. <laughs> Ain't none of y'all coming over to wash these dishes so y'all can suck my dick. Yeah, that's air horns. Yeah. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. My name is Oz. My name is not Bill Cosby. (laughs) (laughs) That's air horns. Man. (laughs) Whew. I take it you have watched We Need to Talk About Cosby. I started. (laughs) (laughs) I just finished it this morning. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. He still need his old ass beat. Ooh. He needed. He we we are not having the full conversation as a community until we really sit down and have a genuine heart to heart where people, some people get upset, 
Some people disagree. Some people walk out of the room. But ultimately, we need to be having the conversation about finding Dr. William Cosby where he is and whooping his old ass to the white meat. Bill Cosby needs his whole entire old ass whooped. Yeah, go through Boosie to get to him. Fuck, fuck Boozy. We need we, he need his ass whooped too. And, and guess what? Um, I, I my my theory that prison is not prison enough to hold Bill Cosby and really hold him accountable for the bullshit he did is coming to fruition. I looked on TikTok. These motherfuckers is doing real choreographed dance videos in prison, dog. Yeah. Prison ain't prison enough. Yeah. Not prison enough. Right then, it should be some big motherfuckers named Supreme chasing their little ass all up and down the yard. That's your exercise yard. That's the exercise yard. Supreme in the TikTok videos, too. You ain't lying. (laughs) Everybody want want these hits, boy. They ain't gonna put none, they not gonna put money on your books for TikTok dances. Well, they might. They might. They might. Um, it is episode one seventy. One seventy. One seventy. Damn. Damn. Mm-hmm. We up there. We getting the hell up there, boy. It's a lot of episodes. How's your week, man? Ah, uh, what was this week? What was this week? What was this week? Yeah, this week was all right. Got a got a, a day off on Friday because they they thought we were gonna freeze again. Correct. So, I'm happy with that. Um, I'm happy that we did not have a freeze like last year. Knock on wood. Agreed. And people still ain't shit. People still ain't shit. That that's 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 the sum total of my week. I I had one of those weeks where I had there were a few bumps in the road. Um, work was not the the soul the soul draining trudge. That it usually is, but I've gotten to that point where I don't, I don't let that, I don't let that make me comfortable. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, man, this was an easy week. I still got to get out of this bullshit though. Yeah. Um, we got a day off from work because, uh, come to find out the store didn't, I mean, it wasn't, the power didn't go out or nothing, but the store was like 45 degrees. Ooh. Oh man! Oh, it don't matter. The second, anytime it hits below like fifty five, the front end, the front desk gonna be a refrigerator, Damn. no matter what. Hot and they in don't summer give, and freezing in winter, and they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. We have we have lodged this complaint numerous times to uh, the powers that be. They don't give a fuck. Um, so I got out of work that day. Now, granted, I had to get up to the job only to read the text message that was being sent while I was pulling up <laughs> saying, we're not working. That's when you tell the Uber, guess what? <laughs> right. <laughs> Return to destination. Return to motherfucking destination. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens on Monday or today as many of y'all are listening to this. Um. Yeah. Other than that, wasn't a lot going. Oh, I did go on a date last night. Oh, that was fun. Let's go. That was fun. It was very. It was well. Okay, I'll take air horns. Um, it was very spur of the moment. She hit me up and was just like, "Do you want to go have a drink somewhere?" 
Um, I was like, I don't know. It's pretty fucking cold. Um, that's not, that doesn't really inspire me to get out of the house. But I had to let go of that shit. See, I like spontaneous women. Mm-hmm. The problem is I've liked spontaneous, but that looks different now because I have more in my life to do. So it has to be like spontaneous with an asterisk. Mm-hmm. She's spontaneous with kids. That's a good asterisk. Because mm-hmm. you know they got shit to do too. Right. So, you know, they can't be so offended when it turns out you got shit to do. But I let, I let go of that. We went out. We had some drinks. Uh, we ended up having a whole little adventure looking for a McDonald's at 1 o'clock in the morning that was actually open where the line wasn't around the fucking corner. Oh, yeah. We were just trying to get a double cheeseburger and some fries. And for me, that high C orange. Well, that high C orange is just. Man, ain't it? Woo! You know they charge 20 cents more for that flavor than they do at the other fountain drinks. Are you serious? Yes. I'll take that L. I, I also took the, I took a screen. I actually took a photo of the menu. Because I was like, y'all are really charging us twenty cents more than the than the other drinks for high C orange, specifically for high C orange, because they know, because they know niggas gonna pay that shit, and I gladly paid it. I paid gladly, boy. I it, it, hit high C orange with the air horns. Um, huh, what's what we got going? Oh, shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? What are y'all doing here? Who dro- who keeps dropping y'all off here? And are your parents coming to pick you up? I was gonna say because I because you because you live a different way than me. Yeah. So I'm not going back. I'm not headed that way. Nah, or yeah. else you could totally share an Uber with me. Um, but that's going to a whole other part of town. Um, shout out to the old listeners. Uh, shout out to the day ones, the last days. Maybe you're sick of this shit. Who knows? Um, if you're sick of this shit, this this is not your episode. I mean, if you made it this far, you might as well <laughs> you might as well just hang out. Um, flowers this week, sending flowers while they while you're here. Flowers go to the lovely and talented Miss Quinta Brunson. Um, who I believe is a writer who created and stars in Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. Abbott Elementary. Had a had a had a modest start, and successful, and the the viewership in like a matter of weeks has like quadrupled. Yeah, for this show, because people, it's word of mouth has gotten out, and people have people are starting to hear about how good it is. It is funny. I watched the first two episodes. It is funny. Um, it is good to see Cheryl Lee Ralph still looking good. Cheryl Lee Ralph could have got it in the Mighty Quinn. Cheryl Lee Ralph could have got it as Moesha's mama. Cheryl Lee Ralph could get it as a, as a school teacher. I don't give a fuck. Um, this lady who plays the the principal, hilarious, fam. Let me tell you something. This show takes everything that's great about like The Office. Let's black people take the reins and make that shit even funnier while talking about a real 
a real situation in this country, which is an underfunded education system. Um, and put that in terms that people could understand, which is office-like comedy. And let me tell you, this principal, who is the worst principal of all time, is really busting out some Michael Scott-level shit. She's the Michael Scott of principals. She's pretty bad. She is very bad. That shit, that first episode with the sign... With yes. her face on it. That <laughs> shit was hilarious. Spent the school's budget. Hell yeah. <laughs> and had a whole and had a whole faculty meeting about why old girl don't fuck with her. Yeah. That shit was funny. That was funny. Um I'm it, but it's like we said in terms of the NAACP, when we were talking about that, I always say, look, man, if you're here for us and you and you're putting out good content. We're going to support you. Mm-hmm. We're going to show up for you. And Quinta understands the people that she's talking to. She understands her demographic. She understands, and she understands that we want to show up for this shit. Yeah. But you got to give us a reason. Um, everybody ain't given a reason. Uh, have you watched Grand Crew yet? I watched. I watched three episodes. Really? Unfortunately. Oh man. I, I watched so it didn't improve past the pilot. No. So my, my thing is I give I give everything three episodes before I before I make a judgment on sure. it. Sure. And Grand Crew I'm sorry, y'all. I, I I say this as a fellow creative. It was not good. Does not slap. The 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 pilot and the thing I didn't like about the pilot is that nothing actually happened. Every scene was a group of four or five people sitting around somewhere talking about something, but you never saw, you never really see the something happen. And it's just, it's, it's that type of quick dialogue that you, that you could tell they're just reciting lines. Right. And don't really internalize what they're saying, but it was, it wasn't good. And it pains me to say this. They're too articulate. Like they are the nerdiest, most uninteresting people. Yeah, with, with no stank in their voice, no stank in their personality whatsoever. Well, I knew we were going to get that when I saw Echo Kellum. Don't know what that is, Mister Terrific from uh, Arrow. He's like think, that all the time. I don't think I made it that far in Arrow. That's him <laughs> all the time. Like every every line sounds like this. He is yes, he is mad corny. Hey guys. I, even, I even like him, but he is mad corny, dog. Hey guys, I'm uh, I'm really back in the dating game now. Yeah, man. I know that my last breakup was crazy. I just, I just, I mean, like, ain't dude, nobody buying that like, shit. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, man. Hey, yeah. man, are those the new Air Jordans? Yeah. Oh man, those are so fat. It was rough. It was rough, and and, and it, it got no better than that. And it and it only makes me. Count the days. We have like 46 days until season three of Atlanta. Now, that deserves air horns. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, Going to humans ain't shit. Okay. As many of you know, the queen mother, Rihanna, is with child. Mm. The child of one... Rocky of House ASAP. 
Um, the corniest of corn. Mm. I'm sorry. He's a corny nigga. He is. He is a hella corny. Anybody who who just consistently introduces himself as that pretty motherfucker, just corny for no reason. Um, but they're having a baby. I wonder if Tyler knows about this. <laughs> if Tyler is jealous of, but jealous of who is the question? Jealous of Rihanna <laughs> for taking his man. <laughs> So, well, no, they, he can always fall back with Jaden Smith, so it's all good. <laughs> I be messy. So they, so this is made the rounds on the internet. Whether you wanted it to or Whether not, Whether you wanted it to <laughs> or not, you saw them holding hands, walking around Harlem. I love how Harlem niggas are like, "We did it, <laughs> we did it." Hit us, hey, hit us with the air horns. <laughs> we all sit. Oh boy, Harlem boy, Harlem is celebrating in unison. They, they are just singing. Dame Dash said, "Free pro cast for everyone." <laughs> I don't. They're just holding hands, singing, singing in unison. Well, I don't know, horse and carriage or whatever Harlem niggas say. <laughs> <laughs> Dipset anthem. <laughs> Dipset, Dipset. Um. So. Niggas have, and so where black people are having fun with some shit, of course there are black people who don't ever want us to have a good time with anything and have started this 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 shit about, well, if you talked about black businesses as much as you talk about, um, if you, as much as you talk about celebrity pregnancies, maybe we get somewhere as a community and and you should be talking about your friend's black black owned businesses this much. I'm going to hit y'all with a hard truth. Isn't Fenty Savage a black-owned business? Savage Fenty is, in fact, a black-owned business. Um, But don't tell them that. I'm going to hit y'all with a hard truth. If your friends aren't talking about your black-owned business, it is not because ASAP Rocky, they're so distracted with ASAP Rocky and Rihanna having a child. Whatever the thing of the week that you don't want to talk about is, I guarantee you it's not the reason that people aren't talking about your black-owned business. Come closer. Come closer. Little closer. It's because they don't want to. Uh-oh. on <laughs> it, son. It's because they don't want to. I, I'm, I, I hate to be the one to tell you that. The, the human mind can hold many thoughts simultaneously. I can talk about ASAP Rocky and Rihanna. And I can talk about your generic shirts that say melanin on them for $40. (laughs) All at the same time. (laughs) But I don't want to. That's this hard truth. I don't want to. I can talk about your I can talk about your waist trainer line. Uh oh. And I can talk about Rihanna's baby bump. I don't want to. And the reason I don't want to is is exactly because of things like this. You're talking to your potential customer base. And that's another thing. Get a potential customer base outside of your friends and family. And you won't have to worry about 
your friends Damn. talking about Rihanna's baby bump Ouch. more than they're talking about your waist trainer line. Ouch. Does uh does does Fenty Savage sell baby clothes? They might. If if not, they will now. I will say they about to. Hey y'all, Rihanna's never doing another album. <laughs> I just I just need y'all to fully understand that now. All I'm saying is maybe put some money into your marketing. Maybe put some money into maybe put some effort into your social media engagement outside of your friends and family. And you will have a fan base that does not only consist of your friends and family. Mm. And you won't have to worry about whether or not they're paying more attention to ASAP Rocky and Rihanna's baby bump than they are mm. than they are um to your generic uh bland line of uh simple syrups. Damn. Song of the week. We can just go to the song of the week from right there. Mm. Uh, we are coming up on Dilla Day. We're coming up on the day we celebrate the life and times and works of the legendary James DeWitt Yancey, a.k.a. J. Dilla. Um, and every year we try to, we try to play a Dilla joint. Um, in celebration of Dilla Day. And honestly, I'm such, I'm a Dilla fan, not a lot, but I don't I don't put a lot of time and effort and research. Whatever Dilla joint feels good to me that year, mm-hmm. that's the one we playing. Yeah. And the one that felt good to me this 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 week is De La Soul. Uh oh. Which one? From the album, The Grind Date. Okay. This is much more featuring Yummy. One of the best samples I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good episode. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Hip-hop man, I mean, I mean, how far will you punk motherfuckers go for 15 seconds of fame? fame. Microwave popcorn ass niggas, yeah, we give you much more. Much more. Longevity, baby, and your day. Yeah, it's been instilled in me since infinite, y'all. Using these minutes like I value the call. Put your money in the bank and hold rank over friends who ain't got leadership skills. I got the sheep in my eyes, so I can't sleep. We like to land and lay the brand old way. Grand operate the stand away. L.I. Shice. I play the Xbox instead of fucking with dice. I hate losing the doze. Walk away with my dough, cause I doze. Tracy broke me, and now she wanna see the resident provoking me to pop willies on my bicycle. Watch your eyes twinkle. One house, two houses, third house, house rules. So house take bank, watch Dave Bank. Banner had him on the Hawks since Atlanta. Extravaganza, Gamma Ray rap, I make the Hulk snap. Jump back like James Brown, hey now. When the liquor over, we smoking the hay now. 
delegate numero dos. I holla out the salad loaves and keep the island close to me. Krills, still trying to get himself together from it. No one can quite run it like me. I'm on a cutting edge of what's alleged to be hot. And when you rock, you're just impersonations of me. The writer's MC, MP with the V in the middle. I belittle your plan, courtesy of NY Dirty C, my man. My base of fans is made up of many. With kids allergic to belts, letting their mind melt from drinking a henny. And I'm straight and now types who be waiting to hear. Them drums say the revolution is near. Are you listening? Are your eardrums open for christening? We got body MCs with these tools. While some others play God, they just goddamn fools with it. I don't cuff mics, I rough mics up, rough and rugged. Get the girls to love it. Still in all five old came to my mic check. Telling me I left lacerations around my mic's neck. Domestically disputed, and you just might get the undisputed underdog serving y'all threat. much more than they can see. Here we go again. That was the legendary De La Soul from the Grind Date album. Underrated album, I, I believe. It is. It is. It is an underrated album. Um, looking at the track listing again for the first time in a few years, I think there's... There's not one song in that album that I would skip. Yeah, I, I it the album is a, it is a slap. It is. It is a slap, and for much more to be, I seem to remember the flagship song off of that. It was the first one um, to be released from the album, and they, I mean, they they had a, they, they they had a few on there that I was just like, huh. I love that to go when you go back to an album and be like. Bro, it was some slaps, dog. Like, like it was some slaps we weren't really talking about at the time. Because I, I feel like I feel like I feel like much more debuted on the Dave Chappelle show. I, I kind of remember them 
I, I remember <gasps> something with them, like on a tour bus with a Hulk fist. Yeah, yeah. Show. I think that was it. Yeah, and it, um, yeah, a, a, a few things, um, all the way down to the only song that I like with MF Doom on it. Oh no, Rock Cocaine Flow, produced by the homie oh, that, Jake One. Oh, that was a slap. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll take it back. That was a slap. Yeah, I can't listen to MF Doom on anything else though. Um, I don't know why y'all like him. It's my nigga, dog. This is my slander. Rest in, rest, rest in power, MF Doom. Oh, I didn't like that Flavor Flav song, so that's the only one that I would skip. The the, the come if, on down. If if you really want some MF Doom slaps, you gotta listen to Mouse in the Mask. Mm. Danger Doom was a slap. <sighs> it just was, dog. Uh, speaking of weird, well, we haven't gotten the track list yet, so I won't, so I won't comment on it too much. Um, I did not put this in the rundown, but I did have to mention it. Um, Aaliyah is, is coming out with, I feel like this is her first like posthumous album. I, I feel like that. I think it's, yeah, it's her, it's the first posthumous studio album. Okay. And. I have as a as an Aaliyah fan, I have mixed feelings about that. I always felt like Aaliyah's legend was always gonna be intact because we weren't gonna get eight million posthumous albums. And we still not and this isn't saying it's on it's the first one, so we're not getting eight million. But you know, Prince, I still don't feel good about that. Prince died so that we wouldn't have to deal with posthumous albums, man. And and yet we've got like three posthumous <laughs> albums from Prince. <laughs> um, having said that, some of the some of the collabs that supposedly are on here without hearing the track list yet, Drake, nope, Snoop, nope. Well. Chris Brown and Future. Come on, man. And Neo. Come on. Excluding excluding Neo. This is some real toxic niggas to be on a posthumous album for a young lady who part of the reason she'll be known forever is by having an inappropriate relationship with a rapist. Allegedly. Allegedly. But also but true. pretty definitely. Um, like, where are the... I mean, she gave rise to so many... Where are the Sierras? I'd even take the Danny... I'd even take a Danny Lay. Like, damn. <laughs> God damn. Nobody has ever said that. Where are the Sierras and the Normanis? You know what I'm saying? Like, there should there should be a different track list. Where are the Ari Lennoxes? How, like, about, how about people that actually worked with her back in the day? That just but see that. All we know get, that. and guess who's producing it? Don't say Timbaland. Timothy Mosley, Timbaland, <sighs> who we now know may not have had a. A inappropriate relationship with Aaliyah, 
but desperately wanted to so badly that he married a bitch that looked just like her. <sighs> See, Timbo, Timbo should have just kept it in the camp. Like, let Missy do this. Do some Missy. Do some joints with Missy. Fuck Timbaland and Magoo. Uh, you know, let Magoo get on a couple tracks. Is Magoo still alive? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got. I got to remember. I got to remember that him and Shorty, Shorty Lowe are not the same person. <laughs> you know. What? Even. What? Look, man. Look. Ha- have you ever seen Magoo and Shawty Lowe in the same place before? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, fair look. enough. All I'm saying is we could have got a we we could have got some better alliances than this. Get a get Missy to get Missy to executive produce this shit. Yep. Get people in the camp. Where's Tweet? Where's Tweet? Let Bink get on the song. You know what I'm saying? Get. I would love. I would love to hear a even a posthumous a Tweet, a Leah song. That'd be great. Where's Jasmine Sullivan? Where's Justin Timberlake? I'd take that. I'd even, I, I would take that. I'd even allow that. I would allow that. But finding the most toxic niggas humanly possible, one of which, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, uh, Tim just going to have to be mad at me. See, look at that. They're the same dude. Okay, maybe they are the same look at dude. That. See, there's Magoo. There, that, there's yes. Shawty Lowe. And okay, okay. We have not seen them at the same place at the same time. Especially not lately. But continue. But you give me Drake, Snoop, Chris Brown, and Future. I'm leaving Neo out because I would put I would put Leo. Uh, I'll put Neo on an Aaliyah song. I would. Chris. Chris is the one that I'm really like. Come on, y'all. But this is the most toxic track list I've ever heard. <laughs> Future fam. Hendrix. This is not it. This is not it. I don't understand what they were thinking and what the studio was thinking. Let's get paid. Well, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I just, I just had to air my grievances out about that track list that we that we we haven't gotten the track list yet, but we they've definitely Tim Tim has told us about these features. Um, Tim did the Tim did the song that Chris Brown is going to be on. And it just goes to further establish what I've been saying for years. Aaliyah never had a chance. If this is who they would put her with when she's dead, think of who they would put her with when she was alive, if she was still alive. R. Kelly. This is not it. This is not it. She never had a chance. The industry is such bullshit. We know now Aaliyah would have never stood a chance Mm-mm. into adulthood. She wouldn't. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Um, I can get off that though. Um What was it? Well, oh, so we have to talk about basically it we've we've we there have been a few articles that come out in a few interviews with various writers uh near the root. The root, a lot of you will know, is a very black news uh website owned by uh i don't know whoever bought gawker uh geo geo media yeah um who i think owns the onion also uh 
Yes, maybe. Maybe. Um, and we and you'll know Geo Media because we recently talked about how they fucked over the AV Club, and basically and basically told them they either have to move to California or quit, and we'll sell you your laptops that you've been working on for the past few years. They run Gizmodo, Kotaku. Jalopnik, yeah. Deadspin, all them. Lifehacker, I-O-N- Jezebel, I O Nine, The Root, The AV Club, The Takeout, The Onion, yeah, all them, all of them, Jezebel, all that shit. Um, and so basically, we've heard from a couple of writers, former Root writers, that have left in the past year. Fifteen of the original sixteen have left. And Stephen Harriet basically he said from there was a there was a meeting amongst the OG writers and for all intents and purposes the root is dead. And they've all left. They have all left. Including Damon Young and Panama Jackson Damn. from Very Smart Brothers. Fifteen of sixteen have left. A lot of them have found homes at the Grio, but it's just not gonna be the same because the Grio is so basic, it might as well be a GeoCity site. <laughs> it, I, I'm just telling you. Damn. It might as well, you might as well be only be able to bring it up with an AOL disk. Like, it's hard to navigate. There's no real engagement in the comment section. The great thing about the root was they were not afraid to be in the comment section and to implement what they've heard in the comment section and really take that to heart going forward mm-hmm. and 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 it, it interact with their readers in a meaningful way and because the roots comment section was actually pretty civil i mean there was some bullshit in there but the roots comment section was more civil than i've ever seen and i know me writing at black nerd problems we are not encouraged to um, interact with the comment section at all. Mm-hmm. Um, or definitely not write in response to something we saw in the comment section. Um, and uh, Will and Omar keep us pretty well insulated from that shit? Um, I know I've gotten a few. I've I, I gotten a few on the... A few slaps in the face. Um... And deservedly so, one of them. But anyway, this has to be chronicled because The Root was very much the leading for us, by us site like this. Mm-hmm. It had it had the talent, it had the resources, and Geo Media and Gawker before them definitely made sure they had the backing. So they were going to get that bandwidth. Um... And to have that kind of taken from them very slowly because more and more we're finding out that Geo Media wanted them to be something other than what they were. Because no matter whether you agreed with anything the root writers actually said, we could all agree that it was at least approached in a meaningful way. And Geo Media came in with a very different idea of what black media should read like. Yeah, Not all of which of the execs or even a few of them were black. Um, I read somewhere where one of the execs had been reading Blavity 
I'm not going to get on my Blavity rant, but it was like, why don't y'all sound more like Blavity? Because we're not Blavity and because we respect ourselves. I can only assume that was the response. Um, Another exec said that they wanted them to be like Shade Room with better writing. Or good writing. I was going to say that. Or good writing at all. That... That's not hard to do. That's not a high bar to clear. But that basically, they wanted them to subscribe to more mess. And not everybody has time for that shit. Not everybody has time for that shit. And that's not what we go to the root for. I mean, granted, maybe grapevine, but definitely not the root. Yikes. Um, This was egregious to me. And, I, and I'm... I'm I'm not personally close to anybody that's, that was writing there, but I've definitely heard from some people that wrote there. And it was hard watching people go out the door one by one. It was like watching the final season of some shit. This episode was saying goodbye to this person. This episode was saying, you know, I, I was, there's a, I don't know, there's a, a website or something dedicated to, every character on the office in their first and last line while they were on the show. Interesting. Very interesting. Very much so. Um, I think I've gotten far enough in the office to have heard like Oscar's last line. Maybe. I don't know. I watched every episode of that show. I only made, I've, I've only made it to like after Michael Scott paper company. Mm-hmm. Like after he, you know, did the did the Michael Scott company and then came back, I think that's as far as I got. Uh, so I have not said goodbye to Michael Scott. Um, but yeah, it's just sad to see a for us by us collective like that being broken up, and it's very it. I mean, it's dramatic to say, but it puts me in the mind of Black Wall Street. Anything we anytime we put something together that's for us by us, mm-hmm. they will firebomb that shit. Yep. <clears throat> and it also reminds me that now that black is so profitable, wherever there is profitable blackness, there are entities looking to water that down and 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 stretch the cocaine out and make more money off of it. Definitely down to make money off of it. Um, you know they're definitely so they're de- just know that when you're putting yourself out there, and this is Black History Month, so definitely put your content out there, sell your shit, but just know that there are entities out there that are just that are not just investing in you for the fuck of it and they're not just investing in you to be in the you business they are investing in you um to take what you have to take your product step on it and charge more for it mm-hmm. they they trying to do you like Nikki Barnes and Blue Magic mm. you know Pepsi that's a brand name like General Mills it's a brand name anyway um, so there's that Brian Flores, um, <laughs> uh, Brian Flores is an NFL coach who is suing the NFL and a couple of team organizations, I believe, uh, but, but mainly the dolphins, 
pretty much mostly the Dolphins, for not hiring him due to uh, racist parameters, let's say. He would not be wrong. And he's not wrong for doing this. And he might see a, he might see a, quite a bit of coin in the end for doing this. Yeah. My concern is that if he's doing this in the interest of moving things and improving things uh, for black coaches to come after him, the only way we're going to see any movement with the NFL being a racist-ass good old boys club is if we deprive, if we starve them and deprive them of black talent, black dollars, and black viewership. And at no point is all, are all three of those going to take place at the same time. Because it takes nothing to get us back. You know what it takes to get us back? Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. Hey, Poppy. Jay-Z just got us through the early stages. I, I still don't know what he did, but he didn't do anything. He made a cooler Super Bowl. He made a cooler Super Bowl halftime. He made a cooler Super Bowl halftime show. Did he? Not really. It was J-Lo and Shakira. J-Lo and Shakira. Did he do the one where the weekend was there? I don't know. Okay. Wait. The one with the niggas running through mirrors and shit? He was running through the maze and shit. I don't know. I don't think. We got I, a good meme out of it. I don't think we can give Jay-Z credit for that. No. We got a good meme out of it, though. That's, it's sad. That's really all you can hope for nowadays from content is getting a good meme out of shit. Yeah, I mean, all Jay-Z did was like, let me give you two famous women that aren't my wife because we can't afford her. And she had just done the Super Bowl. like, Because Beyonce had just done the Super Bowl like a couple years before that. Yes. So I remember she also used it as the moment to announce her tour. Correct. And everybody was like, oh, that is a great idea. Let me tell you something. J-Lo, every time somebody mentions J-Lo, I always have to mention that that interview with Pitbull on Drink Champs mm -hmm. where he was talking about how he was recording. He was working with Mark Anthony, and he came over to his house to drink. And they they were getting drunk, and he was like, can we turn the, can we turn the heat down? And Mark Anthony was like, nah, bro. Uh, Jennifer likes it. Jennifer likes the the temperature at 85 degrees at all times. Let me, a woman, if, if you have the temperature in your house at 85 degrees on average, because your woman says she likes it that way. She got to be by herself. <clears throat> Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez got all five infinity stones in her pussy. She got to. She got that ass though. Uh, you know that ass thing. That has not aged as well. Uh, I mean, it's 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 cute. She she ain't making out here. That's an unfair comparison, man. I wouldn't even call her Iggy to be honest with you. Oh uh, well, Iggy's is. Well, it, I mean, it should uh, that it should be a superior ass because Iggy paid for it. Yes. Um, she paid for it to be superior, so that's different. Anyway, we're not going to see movement on the racist ass NFL until we see 
us moving as one to deprive them of resources. Agreed. Of dollars in viewership. And black talent going to have to jump in too. And guess what? Some of these white boys going to have to speak up too. It's going to take a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees. Probably not Tom. But like a Drew Brees to be like, hey, stop this bullshit. It's okay to hire black. Even though if we did hire black, I would probably get less playing time. Sincerely, Drew Brees. I said it, y'all. I said it. Um, no Aaron Rodgers? Oh, God. Oh, God. All, all the ways I hate Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's, he's, and he's the successor to the throne of white entitlement. Brady has, uh, has masterfully handed him the reins of white entitlement, and he's going to carry that on into the future. Yeah. And he's going to be the next unbreakable white boy no matter what we try. Um, you know, there's a lot going on next week. Super Bowl, Super Bowl weekend, yeah. Valentine's Day weekend, and a new Jasmine Sullivan drop. Yeah. Jasmine Sullivan just dropped a track list. I'm ready. She got a battery in her back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. Did you see where somewhere on Twitter or something, she pitched a video idea to Issa Rae? Oh, that was a while back. She wanted to do a hotels thing. Yes. Yeah, she wanted to do a hotels thing, and Issa was like, hell yes, I want to do that. I want to see that. That would be wonderful. I would like to see that. I would definitely watch that. That would be wonderful. And please let Jay Ellis be in it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man, as if Lawrence hasn't had enough. No, I don't think he has. Um, yeah, put the men of men secure in there. <laughs> oh, God, that's going to, yeah. that's going to, that's going to, that, I'm just saying, I'm, that's going to hit so different now that, now that uh, the women know that they, most of them have white wives. I'm just trying to help y'all sell it. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, they got, my shit is bought. Whatever, whatever I have to subscribe to. Tubi or whatever to watch that shit. I'm in. Um. Oh, we got a Drake watch. Uh, we have a Drake watch. Oh, baby. So, you know, we talked about ASAP Rocky and Rihanna having a baby. Oh, yeah. Drake, Drake somewhere sick. Drake, so they they have memed that picture of him beard fully connecting. Yeah. The not looking quite as groomed as he always does. <laughs> looking at his phone, presumably looking at these Harlem baby bump pictures. Baby. <laughs> and everybody is everybody is convinced that Take Care 2 is coming. That he going to hit us with a Take Care 2 and it's going to be it's going to slap. We going to get some fire music out of this. I was gonna say certified lover boy too, but yeah, no, nah, no, nah, he can't come back with certified lover boy too. Nah, it's gotta, it's gotta be, it's gotta be pretty close to the mixtape era, Drake. Yeah, Take Care was probably Drake's most sensitive album. Yeah, and he has to be extra toxic. 
Oh man. Like he gotta start mentioning strippers by name now. I was gonna say, I was gonna say he gotta walk out of the club with something. He gotta walk out. We gotta have him cited walking out of the strip club with something. It's gonna happen. Take care two's coming. He's gonna get another stripper pregnant. Baby. <laughs> oh, if he's lucky. Uh, if he's lucky. Where's, where's the, Pusha T and all The this? word is out. Let me tell you something. He's not getting another stripper pregnant because the the word is out on him. About the hot sauce and the condom? Yeah, man. The word is out. No, nah, he, he, he's going to do, do it accidentally on purpose. Ah. ah. Where is Pusha? I feel like Pusha T should have got, got in on some of this. Hopefully getting his braids adjusted. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I, look, it, it's hard. It, look, we've been there. We've all been. Well, maybe not all of us. Um, fortunately, I maybe I haven't been there because none of my exes that actually meant something to me want kids. So I never have to worry about this. They're, they're the aunties that get saddled with somebody else's kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I never have to worry about this shit. So I never have to be on here singing, baby. <laughs> um, there uh, what there there was one. There was one. She she got pregnant. Now she got pregnant again. I was like, oh man. One kid when you meet him with one kid is fine. <clears throat> it's fine to have a little crush. Two when they had that makes it real. Like when they have a when they've gotten pregnant again on your watch, that makes it real. I don't want to go too much into my love life because my love life is a weird place to be. Um, Denzel got snubbed for another BAFTA yet again. Not even a nomination. Damn for Macbeth, for Macbeth, bro, fam. Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar. Finally, by being eaten by a bear <laughs> and spending the night sleeping in a dead horse's innards. And nearly getting killed by Tom Hardy. And 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 right, and nearly getting his balls chopped off by Tom Hardy. <laughs> and Denzel can't even get a nomination for doing fucking Shakespeare. If someone someone from the future told me this would play out. I would have laughed at him. All right, Bill and Ted, you got me. You can come out now. Um, this is some bullshit. And to be honest with you, I can't even I can't even really express my own personal anger about it because if we're being honest, we're behind the curve in our anger. Denzel been telling y'all certain places, certain people's ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And he tells y'all this by not showing up at the motherfuckers. Denzel ain't going nowhere where he's not wanted. Mm-mm. Never. And, 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 and so he's been telling y'all these people ain't shit. I ain't never seen him at no BAFTA. Because he would have questions. That's all I'm saying. Um... Oh yeah, did you watch uh I should I should mention. I watched Oh, we talked about Cosby, didn't we? 
Do we talk about Cosby at the top? No. No? Not really. Because I watched um, We Need to Talk About Cosby, the documentary. For those of you who don't know, Showtime has done is doing has done a documentary um, uh, with uh, W. Kamau Bell. A.K.A. the Quest Love of Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen them in the same place at the same nope. time. Never. Um. So they so he did a uh, it's it's an interesting documentary. It's called We Need to Talk About Cosby. You can find it probably on Hulu. It's on uh, Showtime. It's on Showtime, but you can follow it. if you have the add on. You can probably mm-hmm. find it on Hulu. And what makes it interesting is it's not just outlining all the fuck shit he's done, like surviving R. Kelly did. It's creating a conversation about the discourse. And, and where the discourse comes from in in context to um, Bill Cosby's impact mm-hmm. on pop culture America and what Bill Cosby represents to a lot of people in the community and how it's hard to resolve that versus him being a fucking monster, which he is. They don't let up for a single second. They hit you with all the great things that he's done with his career mm-hmm. right on top of hitting you with all the fuck shit he's ever done to women. Yes. And putting it into perspective. And it really draws a line on each of those milestones. Like who was being affected at the same time he was reaching those milestones. And that, that part of it I thought was kind of interesting because it really puts it, it it really puts kind of a uh, a pin on that that whole well why why is this just now coming out you know that conversation that that, that inevitably always happens when someone is accused of something why is this just now coming out well when told in the nuance of what it was like at the time and the yeah. milestones that he was reaching you fully understand why because there were entities actively moving to keep it quiet. Correct. And he 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 targeted the ones who, for lack of a better term, were the most defenseless. These weren't other celebrities. These were women in a in a mostly service capacity, you might even say. Beverly Johnson was not who she became later. Correct. She was who she was then. Right. So, you know. And it, you 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 fully understand it, but I'm sorry, continue. Well, no, 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 and all and uh, because I don't want to step on your point because you're absolutely right. Um, it was interesting to me because a lot of it went through the histrionics of why Bill Cosby is such is such a monolith and such a is such an institution in his own right and why he had the effect on people he had. See, this is probably heresy to say. I wasn't that big a fan of Cosby show. And part of it, I I have to say is probably because I had the luxury of growing up in an America that had Bill Cosby. Yeah. Or excuse me, that had Cliff Huxtable. See, the reason it was so amazing for other people, for older people, was because they remember not having TV like this for them. 
I am older people. They remember what it was. Y'all remember what mm-hmm. it was like to not have representation that looked like the Huxtables, right? And it was it was it was really groundbreaking to see, especially especially for me. Um, you know the 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 family comedies that I grew up on were things like the Brady Bunch, right? Um, and I'm, and I, when I say family, I mean something that had parents and kids, because a lot right. of the shows like the Jeffersons, it was only adults. Um, or then you'd have those kid shows where their parents are never around. Yeah, or you like have a joke about Stranger Things. Or you have different strokes where you know two kids who were adopted by an old white dude. Correct. This was the this was honestly the first time that I saw something that in some ways mirrored my family, um, having you know both parents at home with with all the kids at home and and being able to watch with my parents. And all of us identifying the things that the Huxable family went through that we identify with as a family as well. So it, for, for for me and for my family and for pretty much everyone around my time, it was a it was a monumental moment. Right. In in at least black American history for, for us to be represented that way. See, for me. Also, not only did I not have that, I was perfectly satisfied in my... There were a lot of people, and understandably so, I'm not picking at them, that were like, I wanted a dad like Cliff Huxtable. I wanted a mom Mm -hmm. like Felicia Rashad. I didn't have brothers and sisters like Rudy and Theo, whatever, whatever. I was completely satisfied in my family. I had my dad. Mm -hmm. And my dad was not perfect. I mean, neither was Cliff Huxtable. None of our fathers were. None of our fathers were. That's a lot to live up to. But it was enough for me, and it was enough to, like, you know, everybody said, well, you didn't have the talk, or whichever talk, you know, whichever whichever father-son talk. You didn't have that talk with your dad about so-and-so-and-so? No. Not necessarily, because my dad gave me the tools that I needed to figure that shit out for myself and be successful. Um, and my thing with, I didn't relate to the Cosby's as much as I related to like the Fresh Prince. The Fresh Prince, I understood completely. I didn't understand this shit, the, the, this Norman Rockwell painting. I understood the Norman Rockwell painting with graffiti on it. And which, we... And from our standpoint, we didn't even care about the Norman Rockwell side of it. Like, yeah, sure, one was a doctor, one was a lawyer, and you know the kids were all bougie or whatever. That was the kids were bougie and kind of corny and like you know that wasn't even the part that we were drawn to. We were drawn to the actual family dynamics. Well, yeah, you know the the shit about you know like Vanessa wanting to be grown and move out the house. They're like, okay, we're gonna treat you like you're paying bills now, or Theo trying to impress a girl. And, you know, getting the Gordon Gore trail shirt and, oh and, and what that means for like those were the types of things where we were like, regardless of economic status or profession, those are the things that we identified with as a family. It was it was really fair. And, you know, if I parallel it to another family show at the time. Um, family Ties, you know, that was ah. another, that was another show that I liked with. Very similar dynamics, but they weren't they weren't the black experience. Correct. You know. 
there there are certain faces that Felicia Rashad or I'm sorry, Claire Huxtable made as a mother that you recognize from your own mother. Yes, like, you did. Yes, you did. Like she would make those faces. I, so, and that's true. And it's also generational. Yeah. Because for me, I didn't recognize the Cosby's, but I recognized these well-off but flawed mm-hmm. black people on the Fresh Prince right. being exposed to their nigga cousin right. in Will. I had nigga cousins. That took me that took me places with them that maybe my mom wouldn't have been so cool with me going, um, but it was exposing me to real life because mm-hmm. they were significantly older than me, and everybody has nigga cousins that are responsible indirectly for their education <laughs> as niggas, yeah. which is what the world will see you as, and. My nigga cousin, God bless them too. They all they they all grown with family, and you know I was like, man, we all now we all grown and you know do it for us that we ought to all go get a drink. And it was all like, why don't we just go back to your house and drink? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think that moment, I think the moment you're looking for out of us is past. Um, but I understood nigga cousin. I didn't understand the Huxables that kind of was it yes the the that moment of those moments of family and togetherness were great but seemed hermetically sealed in an idyllic in an idyllic framing that I would never have. Oh, absolutely. Um and that I would never have and had never been exposed to so I couldn't relate. Now having said that me having the family that I had made it very easy for me to look at to look at Cliff Huxable and look at Dr. William Cosby and say, fuck this dude, when the time came. I didn't have, a lot of people, and a lot of people got on me because they have these ties of he was my dad. He was, no, my dad was my dad, so fuck Bill. And you Bill got to shut the fuck up. You know, in, um, I was having a discussion about this documentary with uh, friends of the show, Curly Nerd, Jess, and Tim, who was just on here a couple weeks ago. What up, Jess? And Jess, what made, up, Tim? Jess made a very good point because you know one of the one of the things that came up was, um, you know, much like the R. Kelly situation, how black folks will rise to the defense of someone, even if there is overwhelming evidence to um, to prove their guilt. And just made a good point. She said, you know, remember historically, even going back to slavery, um, black men have been demonized by by white by white people, um, made to seem like savages and animals, and they've always been characterized as dangerous. And as a response to that, we as a people have been defensive of, about that. Look at Emmett Till um, in saying that black men are not savages, we're not monsters, and we we've 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 kind of rallied behind ourselves to make sure that we're not portrayed like that. Right. Um, which makes it difficult for some when it comes to an actual instance where this type of behavior is being perpetrated against women, especially, I remember especially with this Cosby documentary, a lot of white women. So imagine, you know, so historically looking at it, you understand why some people – 
are not um, so keen on, um, you know, siding against Bill Cosby. But then again, like, the boy put it out there. He did. He did. He put it out there at every stage of the program. And he and I, and he said the things he said concerning it with the knowledge that he could never be really put in jail for it. Right. Until, I mean, of course, until another attorney said, suck my dick. But um, I don't know. It, 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 it made it, 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 it I, but it gave me a lot of insight into the the person that people fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, now it gave me that perspective to, you know, look out of one eye and blast your ass in the next Friday. But he, he, you know, he definitely used the, he definitely used the, the very rare privilege that he was bestowed as a black man during that time oh, 100. to his, to his advantage. And, and him, the, the other thing is, him being a black man, a successful black man in a space that's largely white and being adjacent to all that, he was, I, I think he felt safer and felt like he would be undetected by by kind of flying below the radar in those spaces. Again, most, most of the women that he encountered were not celebrities at the time. They were mostly what I would equate to as, as service workers in some capacity. So, you know, and for them, there was not a precedent for this type of behavior happening. And some of them even blamed themselves right. for it. Um, but man, your boy was walking around pilling people the fuck up. Man. Wow. Like, he was really out here. Hey, my name is William Cosby. Take these two pills. Turn the fuck up. It was some man, it was a lot wrong with him. It was a lot wrong with him that I can't deep dive into now. But... <laughs> Fam, by the end of the special, you're like, so can we just mount up and find this man and jump his ass? They know where he is. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. You got to go through Boosie to get to him, though. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a that's a, a W I'm willing to take. <laughs> Fuck Boosie. Yeah. Um. Oh boy, what else we got here? Whoopi Goldberg suspension. Uh, I just I just learned about that. Um, I don't have, and maybe because I'm tired, I don't have much to say about Whoopi Goldberg, to be honest with you. The reason I don't have much to say about Whoopi Goldberg or don't have any sympathy for her is because Whoopi Goldberg told us exactly who she was when she showed up at a Friars roast for her boyfriend for and, and her boyfriend, Ted Danson, put on blackface to honor her, and she was completely 100% cool with that. Yeah, I have not fucked actively with Whoopi since. Um, having said that, what Whoopi said, and, and and I'm not so concerned about what Whoopi did or what happened to Whoopi so much as I'm concerned about the discourse that it is causing black people to have about it. That's me. I'm never. I'm never really. Uh, very very rarely am I worried about the person. I'm worried about the discourse. And the reason I'm worried about the discourse is because, as always, women don't feel safe. I wonder why. Women don't feel safe. And it it's one of those things where 
for example, you have people like Lee has definitely had people to come out of the the rapture or the 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 black people get in or you know night of the mm-hmm. talented black writers or whatever. Um, he was in. She was in. Uh, oh, what was it? I'm getting all my shows mixed up because I'm tired. Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Um, there was an episode of Lovecraft Country. No, I'm not going to do the Lovecraft Country thing. Um, some of y'all are sensitive about that show. But Whoopi. I but mean, Whoopi, to be honest with you, it's hard to have a discussion about Whoopi because to have the discussion about Whoopi, there are some things that we have to come to the conclusion of about the relationship between black people and Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And talks that we don't have very often about the about those relationships because it's usually coming from an emotional place and rightfully so. And it usually ends up being struggle Olympics when when you try to discuss the two because people a lot of people ultimately will start comparing the two. Correct. They they're both very different experiences, but both horrific experiences. Like let's go back. What did Whoopi say? Um basically they were talking about um what are you talking about? They were, they were talking about the Holocaust. They, well, the Holocaust came up. And Whoopi said something to the effect of... Oh, they were talking about Mouse, the comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, yeah. being banned. And, and I've, I've actually read that, that uh, graphic novel before. It's, uh, it's, it's a comic adaptation, uh, almost satirical adaptation of, you know, the experience of Jews during Holocaust Germany. Um, it's being banned or being spoken about being banned from certain schools. And as they were talking about it, Whoopi goes, if you're going to do this and let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. Which is. And she says, they, they pause and she said, it's not about race. It's about man's inhumanity from to man. That's what it's about. And then one of the other hosts said that, you know, the genocide was actually about white supremacy and, you know, going after Jews and gypsies and, and Roma and so forth. And Gold, Whoopi was like, no, nah, that was two groups of white people. But in her saying that the Holocaust was not a matter of race really discounts what the Nazis were about and discounts the people that did their damnedest to break out of Nazi prison. Right. Um, because they wouldn't see it the same way. And it was very much like, if you try to discount it as not being about race, then you're, you're discounting the entire history of the Nazi party. When, when Adolf Hitler came up on an anti-Semitic program and, and blamed Jewish people for the, for issues that were happening in Germany, um, and started, and he was one of the ones that started categorizing people based on religion, race, and ethnicity. So with those things factored into it, this isn't, I think if you would have asked the Aryans at the time, if they were, you know, white people going against white people, they would have been like, no. To us, Jewish people were very different from whites. Those filthy, those filthy fucks. Yeah. And they painted them the same way that they did black people. And and Whoopi was just, just loud and wrong about it. Very wrong. And, and, I, and this is ironic, coming from a black woman who converted to Judaism. 
And what fucks me up is that the talk that we're never having that that you alluded to um, is that there's always going to be a small level of resent within the black community for Jewish people because to Jewish people's defense, everything that happened to them and them being angry about everything that happened to them is either just as or more valid than black people and slavery. Mm -hmm. What happened to them was a complete Holocaust. It was a complete uh, attempt to erase life and self. Right. And sense of self. They were trying to eliminate an entire ethnicity of people. Correct. Now, I have played Red Dead, and and I have been on my horse passing through and to and I can say that the 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 relationship between white between the between black people and Jewish people is one of those where white people well Jewish people we don't realize what black people don't realize is that Jewish people are not considered white by Correct. other white people. Correct. They are very much othered at all times and have been for decades. And there was a time when you just being out here and Jewish, usually as is evident by your name, or sometimes just or sometimes just by your hair color, or sometimes by uh you wearing a star of David, whatever. You could get fucked up out here. Yeah, and and, and it, black people don't recognize that enough. And many Jewish people even acknowledge themselves as something different from Correct. Your standard fair European class of people, whatever you want to call them. And every Jewish person I've asked, they don't want to be lumped in with black people in slavery. Right. Ever. Because it's not the same. Because it's not the same, and they know it's not the same, and what happened to them is a very different kind of horrible. Yep. Horrible nonetheless, but a very different kind of horrible. Now, the other thing that black that that Jewish people need to understand about the resentment of of black people is that they are resentful because black people don't get to, they don't get to code switch visually. Mm-hmm. White people get to change their last name, which some of them do generationally speaking, get to change their last name and all they're seen as at first glance is white. Mm-hmm. They don't get to turn it off. We don't get to turn it off. We don't get to change our name and blend in all of a sudden. That is where a lot of the resentment comes in and how living in America is not the same for y'all as it is for us. That's not saying it's better or worse. It's saying it's different. The the, the pen that I'll put on it is this, is that all this stems from some people wanting to dead the conversation about what happened in the past. And this, this goes even into today's quote-unquote, debates about critical race theory where we don't want to talk about the past anymore and they kind of want to lump all these tragedies into one thing. And I'm like, no, we, we, we definitely need to remember everything that happened, whether it was transatlantic slavery, whether it was the Holocaust, whether it was the systemic extermination of indigenous people in North America. We have to remember each of those things. And the reason why they don't want us to remember those things is because they don't want us to see the signs of things happening again. 
and they don't want us to get angry about it. Right. And, I mean, look, like the Hulk said, secret is I'm always angry. Correct. So, you know, the, the, the other thing is most people don't have time to spend time conspiring to take you down. We just want to we just want to live our lives and build our lives. It just so happens that every time we take a step forward, motherfuckers want to black Wall Street us. Every but, time. Right, but we don't have time like you motherfuckers do to to plot and scheme to to get over on people and try to try to exterminate people and instill their culture and fail at it ultimately. Miserably. Only for us to keep riding on you motherfuckers. West Coast till I die. That's a that's a pretty hard way to sorry put a pin on. That's a pretty no, that was hard. That was hard as fuck. Sorry, um, from the Gulf Coast actually. So. Also, and just and and just to bring it all back around again, I have not given a fuck about Whoopi Goldberg on her own uh, since she thought it was completely okay for Ted Danson to walk around in blackface. Um, <laughs> have not give, have not given a fuck since. Fuck her. The suspender, she's rich, she'll be fine. Fuck her. I don't care. Um that's a pretty good place to go ahead and take a break. Um Oz probably needs to splash himself with some water and uh do some jumping jacks and some shit. Um we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to uh sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. I am a little drunk. Uh oh. Uh pour up. Yay, yay. We are back. Mm. We are black. Mm. We are opinionated. Mm. And I had to recharge a little bit, man. I I, I felt my batteries draining for oh. just a second. It's all good. It's all good. We back in this bitch, though. Um, you know, I, I'm going to work on this. Because I always say, if, 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 if they can work on it, I can work on it. Okay. Two things real quick. One... Joe Budden and the uncles, we have to call them the uncles now because this is becoming an old man podcast. (laughs) Joe Budden and the uncles have a swear jar for every time Joe Budden, really for any time any of them say bitch. They got to put a dollar in there. Let me tell you how we would have to do a Patreon just for our swear jar. It is well, I, it is specifically for the word bitch. Okay. Uh, you it, don't really say bitch that much on here. I do. Oh yeah, you do. I do. Um, for them, I I think they have to have bigger than a red solo cup. But <laughs> um, I'm gonna work on that. If I have to do a well, I don't have. I never have. I don't have cash, so I, I could do a swear jar, but. I, we're, I'll, I'm 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 gonna implement something. Uh, I'll figure it out. And two, I have seen you shiftless niggas. I told you this was gonna be an anti incel podcast. You shiftless niggas fixing your bum ass mouths on Twitter to talk about Lauren London 
gaining a little weight. Fam, Lauren London could gain 10 pounds. Lauren London could gain 20 pounds. She could gain 200 pounds. I, no, no, I'm I'm going where I'm going. I'm going to hear you out. And she still ain't letting y'all fuck. Mm. So mind your fucking business <laughs> and shut the biggest fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up! What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Lauren, Lauren London got a little thick in the hips and she's still fine. Fuck y'all. And still, it boy... Y'all ain't worth a damn. Five minutes ago, y'all was treating her like queen mother mm. when Nipsey died. Now you shameful niggas. First of all. Because she ain't let them hit yet. And, and, and ain't going to. And and I'm going to tell you another one. Because y'all done, y'all done went really on. Y'all done went the other side of crazy with this fat shaming shit. Now they on Bridget Fonda's ass. Bridget Fonda's got to be like a hard 60-something. Man. 60-70-something. I was going to say much older than that. Bridget Fonda aged like a normal human fucking being. That's all that happened. And y'all on her ass. How dare you? The nerve. I just, y'all weird, boy. I When people, y'all mad, at, y'all be mad at celebrities when they fake. Oh, you but, said Bridget Fonda. I thought you meant Jane Fonda. No, yeah, Bridget is 58. Sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking Jane Fonda. And she aged like a normal person who doesn't do movies anymore. And y'all be like, and this is and this is the root of it. And she's a 58-year-old white woman. She don't look bad. And what fucks me up is oh, Am I looking at the wrong photo? You might be. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was that's the, one. At the wrong photo. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. All right. Yeah. Y'all. She aged like a normal human being, dog. She did. Like, and this is why people get all this shit done to them in the first place. Y'all always talking about y'all always talking about women getting all this fake shit. It's because if they don't and they age like normal people and not Avengers, then y'all on their ass. Cause there's no making you fucks happy. <clears throat> y'all weird. Y'all gotta get y'all shit together. I told you this was gonna be an anti-incel podcast. I told you that. Yeah. I'm I am completing my promise. Uh and Bridget Fonda ain't gonna let you fuck either. She's not. I mean So my advice would be to shut the fuck up. Um with all that said, I guess we can go ahead and get into white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck. With white people. Look, Kiss of the Dragon was 20 years ago. Bridget Fonda was fine as hell in Kiss of the Dragon. Just be happy with that. Just keep watching that shit. Look, I, you know, I, I watch old Jennifer Connelly <sighs> to see peak white woman. Shit, shit. Now Jennifer Connelly bad. I mean, she, she, she a little snow piercer Jennifer Connelly. She, she a little skinny, but. Shit, I'll take it. <laughs> I give a fuck. <laughs> New Jennifer, now Jennifer Connelly bad than the motherfucker. Yeah. She can still play the bitch from the Rocketeer. See, that's why I need a swear jar. Yeah, see, Jennifer Connelly been peak white woman for me. 
all times. She's aged like five years in the past twenty. I'm <laughs> just say that. She look as good. I mean, she look as good as she did in higher learning. Like, yeah. Oh damn, I forgot she was in higher learning. She was in higher learning. She was the gay girl in higher learning. Didn't see any. Didn't, didn't see anything come from that. But you know. <laughs> um. Yeah. So white people must be stopped. Oh, we gotta talk about Joe Rogan. Oh, it's a sad day. We gotta talk about Joe Rogan. So, Joe Rogan says the word nigga. I say says in the present tense. You're mispronouncing it. Oh, no, he says the word nigger. Thank you. Joe Rogan says the hard E-R nigger. Um, we know this because there have been videos compiled of every moment on the Joe Rogan experience when Joe Rogan found it appropriate or someone next to him on set found it appropriate to say the word, the full word nigger in its full ER format. Um, I didn't count how many times cause it was way too goddamn many. That was like a two minute video. He said so many times that you got used to it to a point where you didn't realize the video had looped. He was a god damn. He's saying a lot of niggas. Um, I'm not going to go into the apology. I'll save that for later. I will say this. People, India RE has divested from Spotify. Um, in in the much in the way that Joni Mitchell and uh, what's his name Neil Young mm-hmm. uh, did before her, <clears throat> because, and I get it, because Spotify. Spotify paid this man like a million dollars. Like he is their million dollar man. They paid him a million. Much more. They paid him like 10 million. Oh yeah. They paid him like 10 million when they couldn't be bothered to get Joe Budden, Rory and Maul watches and tried to buy them used watches. So when someone who makes this amount of money says nigga this much, we're going to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Honestly, at this point, there's no excuse for white people to be saying the word ever in life. So we're always going to be paying attention, but especially when you when when you stand to make 10 million a 10 million dollar deal saying it actively. Um I'm not going to like I said, I'm not going to talk about the apology. The apology is <coughs> You all right? He writes Christmas hard. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's almost unnecessary to talk about the talk about the apology. We'll save that for later. Um, my problem here is Spotify acting acting brand new. Honestly, any is acting a little brand new, if you ask me. I always assume that someone who problematic um MAGA ass white people follow. Well, not MAGA. That's not fair. But someone who problematic ass white people follow, I always assume that they say nigger. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. It should be a, like every black person you know has an innate sense in their head when they are around white people of how often this white person they're around says nigger. A thousand percent. 
even if it's, oh, he ain't that stupid. I don't like this motherfucker, but he ain't that stupid. He wouldn't say it. Or this motherfucker waiting on me to leave the room and says it all the time. All the time. Or, well, this guy probably doesn't use it in a, in a malicious, racist way, but let the right song come on and he going to lean into that bitch. Hey. Down for my niggas. Down for my niggas. He was, I told you about this story where the dude, where the dude was, where the girl, the white girl was singing Trinidad James and mm. didn't see me standing there. Mm. Don't believe me, just watch. Oh, boy. she, Her sister, I was talking to her sister. She hit all three niggas, too. Show did, fam. I was talking to her sister. Her sister, who obviously didn't want to be there. Her sister, who had way more sense. And she was like, oh, I'm just here with my sister. She comes over drunk. And it's a nigga with her, of course. A kappa, by the way. Um, a light-skinned kappa. And... She and she strolls her ass on over, drunk, getting in between us. Gold all in my chain, gold all in my watch. And you were counting down, weren't you? I was waiting. <laughs> I looked at her so intently, and her sister looked at her intently too. Like, please don't fucking embarrass me today. Mm-hmm. You knew it was coming. Don't believe it. Just watch. And when she leaned into it and turned around and saw me. Don't believe me, just watch nigga. Hi. <laughs> and I and I my face did not change. Can I can I can I share a secret? I, I'm a, I'm gonna let one secret out the bag for white people real quick. I got I'm sorry, I gotta do this. I just gotta let them know. Okay. Whenever we are in the place and a song comes up. That we know contains the word nigga, emphatically, we always look around. We are taking active inventory. To see which white people participate in the utterance of the word nigga. It is a fact. If you have ever said the word nigga in the club, at least 10 niggas saw you say it. So did. And they were ready for you to say something wild. And they let you make it. And they let you make it. And they wait. They took into account. I have to. I have to be at work in the morning. I can't be in holding. Right. And they let you make it that day. Don't do it again. It is only because of their mercy that you still By get to the walk. Grace around. of God that you were allowed to walk up, walk out that night. You know when you did it, and you know where you did it. For me, back in the day, it was "Suck a Nigga" by a Tribe Called Quest. Oh shit. I'll be like, as soon as I heard, hey, sucking, I'll be like, all right, <clears throat> let me see. Yep. yep. See, I wasn't yep. outside during yep. that time. Yep. They played Sucker Nigga in the club. Oh, yeah. Okay. That song hit hard. Okay. That was my shit. That was my, that's my favorite well, one. That's my favorite joint of Midnight Marauders. I'm sorry. Not the club club, but the hip hop well, club. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, hip hop sure. club. Right. Which is, Got you. You know, had Which almost, is different from the top 40 club. And sure. Much fewer women. Yes. <laughs> Much, much fewer women. Oh, women were not about to sit in a club and listen <laughs> to a song about the, the history of the word nigga. Oh man, <laughs> I could only imagine. Oh man. Um. So my thing is, and because even then, 
there was a black dude with her. Ooh. That I and I looked at him. Are you gonna are are you gonna check this bitch? Because whether you know it, we, and we did we well we talked about this. Uh, Mark Fury seemed to like this point. When you bring a white girl to a space where there will be black faces, for a fact, you are their representative. You are the mm-hmm. nigga consulate. Yes. And you as are. the nigga consulate, if anything goes awry racially with her, you are sponsoring their visa. I'm looking at you. Yes. And I'm gonna report. And I'm gonna report you. To your superior. You are sponsoring their nigga visa. That's true. And that visa could get revoked real fast. With hands. <laughs> hands and feet, boy. <laughs> and bottles. Don't don't be the one. And a cap no less. Mm. That also doesn't surprise me, though. Is that all very true. Very true. He was clearly just this was he was clearly just trying to win that night. He was trying to get some pasty tasty. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah that is the name of this week's podcast (laughs) oh shit um so uh, and so yeah joe rogan i hate to say this about him because i hate to compliment him this way joe rogan should know better he should. Joe Rogan is someone who is so close to MMA and UFC. He would strike me as somebody who would at least know how not to get their ass whooped. I noticed in each of those clips where he said the word nigga, there were no black people present. None. I didn't see. I didn't see him say that in front of Dave Chappelle. It was. It was all. It was all in house. Like it was all like. It looked like probably pandemic episodes yeah. where he had been recording in his house. Daniel Cormier wasn't around when he said that shit. No, he no the fuck he wasn't. <laughs> I would we not we not gonna see them together on fight night no more. <laughs> cause you cause that's well that's when the big fight nights are. Oh yeah, like they got one coming up, and when the big fight nights are out, you know it's a big night because Bruce Buffer is there, mm-hmm. Daniel Cormier is there, and Joe Rogan is there. We'll see, and we'll see what happens. We'll see. I'm I'm very curious as to as to the dynamic that is going to be there going forward. They probably will have Joe Rogan start off with an apology again. That would be saying a lot about Dana. I would be. Come on, would it? Would you be shocked? What you know about Dana? No, White? come no, on. I guess man. I wouldn't. Come on, man. I like me a medium ugly nigga. I thought we knew this. I'm not gonna say nothing about who the, who what tweet that, that just came from. What? I I had that tweet was just. Ugh. Is that a is that a listener question? <laughs> no, I was looking for listener questions, oh. and, and someone we both know tweeted that, and I was like, oh, that does make sense actually. Um, and it's funny because uh, DJ Byrne actually just sent us a listener letter question and asked us what our thoughts were on. The Joe Rogan N-word video. We'll get to that. Um, Yeah. Oh, we get into it. Um, uh, What's the other thing? Oh, the SCOTUS thing. Yeah. The SCOTUS thing. So this passed me by last week. I didn't know that this was a thing. Um, Apparently, Joe Biden 
promised somewhere for some reason that the next uh, Supreme Court justice is going to be a, a black woman. Which, you know, I'm not mad at. What 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 black girl with a fat ass was he trying to impress that got him to say that shit? Kamala Harris. Ah. It <laughs> had to be. Um, I mean, at this point, you have to take anything that comes out of Joe Biden's mouth with a grain of salt. Right. You have to. Um, because he said that shit. But five minutes ago, he also said that Mitch McConnell was his best friend. Which the party, I know the party just wants to dick punch him for. Um, If they thought they would do anything. Also true. And then you'll have him say that. And then the week before, you'll have him looking at, was it Steve Ducey, y'all? Uh, at a at a press conference and call him a stupid son of a bitch to his face. Wow. You know, I've been studying white people a long time, and one thing I know is that when a white when a white man calls you, when an old white man calls you a stupid son of a bitch, <laughs> he don't give a fuck no more. Yeah, he ready to throw hands. The next step is hands. That man was on the hot mic too. You stupid. He <laughs> sure did. Look at that shit. Look at that stupid son of a bitch. I love that shit. I, I and I love it when they cement it. Yeah, because because he got somebody else in on the joke. <laughs> Look at that stupid son of a bitch. Look at him. Look at this silly motherfucker. I slapped the shit out of him. That's that's when you know white people don't give a fuck no more. Joe Biden would have easily thrown hands had that man said anything back to him. Yes, and I would have laughed, but no, they made him apologize. For what good that does Joe Biden, he'll still slap the shit out of him next week. Does he even know he's in the White House? I think you could roll Joe Biden up to any White House and he, he thinks he's at work. <laughs> he, still, he still think he at work. Thinks he's at work. <laughs> I mean, like, do we think Joe Biden has gotten himself a Jamal? No. No. That's supposed Absolutely. to be Obama. <laughs> And we saw Obama. Obama's like, nigga, fuck y'all. Uh, right. Y'all can have this shit. I want nothing to do with it. I want nothing to do with it. Going, I'm going home to fuck my wife. Yes. Um, now, now that I can. Freely. Um, yeah, I can I, I can turn Tank up as loud as I fucking want to. I'm a grown-ass man. You think you think Obama listens to Tank? I think Obama listens to Tank when he fucking. Okay. Fuck it with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He listens to that. But yeah. I I'm telling you, Valentine's Day is coming up. I'm gonna put together a playlist of shit that I think Obama fucks do. That's <laughs> it's a little unsettling. It's a little unsettling, but uh Yeah, there's some shit out here I think yeah, hell I yeah. Do not think about the president's sex life. That's uh Is it Super Bowl Sunday today? No, next week. Next week, okay. All right. Uh, Kendrick was trending. I was trying to figure out why, but that's next week. Um, it's the only reason niggas is watching the Super Bowl anyway. I am niggas. Niggas ain't watching the fucking Bengals. <laughs> well, I mean, no, no, they got a no. good young team. Oh well, they've okay, fine. They've rebuilt a little. <laughs> 
I'm they, they I don't know if they're ready for TV for me. This is not the the, the Cincinnati of the of, of Icky Woods fame. Ah, uh, fair enough. That's fair. Y'all ain't ready for the Icky Shuffle. Uh, Central racist stories. Central real life racist. Um, racist encounters along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or anyone you've heard on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Or find us on social media or log into opinionswildblack.com mm-hmm. uh, where you can find more information about uh, Houston's Most Savage Podcast, ways to listen to us, and ways to buy merch. I said ways to buy merch. Oh, I gotta give away. I gotta give something away. It's February. Okay. I gotta give some shit away. I'm gonna give some shit away later. Okay. Before before we before we sign off, I will give something away. All right. Um. So I hope that you all have registered your email on the website. Uh, because I'm gonna give something away just oh, randomly. Yeah. So we'll see how that works. I don't even know what I'm giving away. So we'll just do that. Um, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with listener letters in the top three. This is Houston's most savage podcast you're listening to. Pour up. Opinionated, and I am sobering up now. Boom, boom, boom. It's very, that, that was very like Mo Better Blues kind of the yeah. opening to like the opening to like a Q-tip album. Let's <laughs> check the will. Okay, check the rhyme and beat. God damn it. Oh, you okay? I got a little got a little baseline going behind yeah. me here. Um I'm just checking the social medias because it is time for listener letters. Oh, I got a couple. Oh, I got one. Hit him. Hit him. So mine is mine is really more of a statement than it is a listener letter. This one comes from this one comes from Binky, who is uh I mean, she is her own person, but she is she is married to AA Ron, aka Night Shift Flexin. Okay, shout out to A.A. Ron. You know, the family that J's together stays together. That's, hey. That's what they do over there. Hit them with the air horns for that one. Yeah. So she writes, so I'm probably late, but I'm at work. Again, listening to opinions while, <laughs> while black, while at work. And, there you uh, go. And uh, But she was listening to CNN, and Dante Uh-oh. Stallworth, former football player, uh-huh. was being interviewed and asked about what Nancy Pelosi uh, Nancy about asked about Nancy Pelosi because she was advising Olympic athletes because this is the the Winter Olympics now in Beijing. Right. Nancy Pelosi was advising Olympic athletes to not speak out too much in China for concern of their safety. You know, um, Dante Stallworth basically said that athletes should and can speak out about injustice whenever they see it. Nancy Pelosi is like, hey, I know y'all might feel like y'all want to say something while y'all over there. Right. But this is China. And so she writes, she said, it made me think about when y'all were saying 
that Americans were the Dallas Cowboys fans of the world, which how the fuck are we going to go into a place that makes people disappear regularly where we have no control and not much protection. And you just walk up in there and talk shit. Sounds like Cowboys fans. <laughs> it's exactly like Cowboys fans. She said, I thought it was tone deaf, a very, a very privileged stance to take. You know, I'll listen to the lady who gets daily security briefings before I would a mid ex football player. Mid indeed. <laughs> um, that's spot on. Like, and, and a lot of this is, it's true. And I said Dallas Cowboys because very specifically because Dallas, the Dallas Cowboy fans work under the impression that no matter what happens, no matter how often they lose, which is always, that they are somehow the greatest football team in the world. They are America's team. And that they are America's team. Just in that same regard, America and Americans, even Americans who don't necessarily like America all that much, somehow when it comes to thinking on a global scale, always seem to work under this impression that America is the greatest country in the world. Mm. And you don't know. You don't know because you haven't been anywhere. You don't know. Can't point out another country on the map. In the Immortal Wars of Lewis Black, there are countries that are or could be giving away shit every day. There are Americans who think America is the greatest country in the world and can't point out America on a map. On a fucking map. This is true. And and I, I think our inability to think globally because we've been indoctrinated with this idea that we are in fact the greatest country all of our all the centerpieces of our great movies happen here you know it, it, even when they even when they film them in Vancouver they're filming it in <laughs> Vancouver convincing us that it is New York City You're right which is insane to me um and the movies and the shit that films in New York Makes New York out to be something way different than it is. I remember when New York was a way told a way different story about America, maybe a more honest story about America than it does now. Mm -hmm. Then I will say post nine eleven. Right. I've written about this before. Um, my I always say Ghostbusters two was that great moment when they were like, well, we can beat the we can beat the go the evil ghost if we all just be nice to each other and join in unity and stand up to this shit. And the mayor literally said, look, being mean and talking talking to each other like shit is every New Yorker's God given right. You can't get away with shit like that now. No. Not with Spider Man. Even even the first Spider Man. All the New Yorkers held hands in unison and started throwing garbage at the Green Goblin. No. Green Goblin would light the asses up today. <laughs> what? <laughs> God damn it. Boy, no way home. I, I, sorry. Spoiler. Sorry. No way home, Green Goblin. <laughs> what the fuck y'all up? You mess with one of us, you got to mess with all of us. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, man. It, it, so I think. If we're ever going to start thinking globally again, 
if we're ever going to start, th- it's, and black people got to adopt this too. I hate black people here. Well, America, we've got our own problems here in America. First of all, stop saying we as in we America because America don't look at you as part of the we. Mm-hmm. So you're on your own, and the second and the, and the first chance they get, they're gonna stab you in the fucking back too. So 1, so stop so stop saying that shit. We got our own problems here. You got your own problems. The leaders of your of your country don't agree with you. They're good. They got insurance. They got livable wages. They all did the Wakandan knee bend. Why did we miss that and white people must be stopped? Fam, did you see that shit? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break up the listener letters, but I got it. Hold on. I'm talking about old shit. What are you talking about? Bro, because they've been making fun of they. They have rolled back to that. Yeah. Bath and Body Works. Have you seen this shit? No. Fam. Bath and Body Works for Black History Month has come out with a line of black-themed candles. They didn't put Kente Claus on the candles, dog. I, I shit you not. Look at these designs, bro. They didn't put Kente, uh, Kente Cloth and Daishikis on the fucking candles. African teak wood or whatever, bro. Boy, this is boy, this is some hot garbage. I'm 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 afraid. Um, he is looking it up now as we speak. Uh, uh, this is some bullshit. I can't believe I missed this shit. Uh, and white people must be stopped. This was some hot bullshit. Uh, the Black History Month collection, Bath and Body Works. Boy, Ooh, boy, look at that shea butter looking ass packaging. <laughs> You have a whole line of Bath and Body Works shit that all looks like the opening credits to Martin. Boy, <laughs> look at these non-African designs. <laughs> Y'all just put some random-ass geometric shapes up there and think it looks African. Boy, I'm telling you, didn't they, though? Magic. Unity. Legacy. Nigga, where's the reparations? <laughs> Did, wait. Wait, unity? Did they did they do this shit based of all, based on all the Kwanzaa laws, dog? I'm saying, look at this one. This one says empowered, fam. Inspired by joy and empowerment, it this, unites traditional African art with modern day motifs, designed to inspire and uplift. There's a fragrance of something called champagne toast. Oh, that's that's they they got champagne toast no matter what. That's okay. a that's something that already exists. Tristan, you buy a, buy a bunch of this shit. Okay, that's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> Look at this shit, man. Fam. Now, y'all always ask us about the Jamal test. This is a unilateral Ooh. failure of the Jamal test. They, they didn't even have a Terrence test on this one. <laughs> Not even a Tyrone <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they didn't even have the the nigga that graduated from Harvard test. They didn't have the Don Lemon test on this one. God damn. (laughs) Wow. But also, is this it? That is it. That's one page, dog. That's one page. There's like nine pieces on here. Fam. Okay. That's not a collection. That's not a collection. That is an afterthought. Strong. Confident. Fam. And at least four of them is champagne toast. It's all the same shit. 
teakwood, coconut sandalwood. Man, okay. y'all got three cents and three different products. And nine different ugly-ass designs. A candle, a body cream, and a face wash. That's some bullshit. Um, as far as, the, yeah, that's some bullshit. As far as listener layers go, uh, Euphonic wanted to ask us uh, our reactions to uh, episode 10 of Demon Slayer. Euphonic, we like anime, too. We do not, I, I don't watch Demon Slayer. I'll ask my niece. I mean, uh, yeah, I'll ask somebody. I'll, I'll ask in the um, anime chat for Black Nerd Problems, but I don't watch Demon Slayer. I watched. I probably watched the first three episodes. I couldn't get jiggy. I took my niece to watch the movie, and I. Okay. I mean, I found it interesting. Sure. It 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 it. I had a lot of questions, and I wondered. You know, it took I, a minute to get going for me. It was a dude with a pig face or a pig. I really want someone to explain to me the pig face guy. I really, I do. I really want one of you anime nerds out here to explain the pig face guy to me before I continue watching this Demon Slayer show. He was hard, though. Was he? He was a fool, but he was hard. (laughs) And they all scream. They all talk like this? Oh, well, I mean, you know, anime. All anime that isn't cowboy bebop in my mind. Niggas! What's alcohol? Yeah. What's opinions? Oh, yeah. opinions while black. Oh, yeah. And Your black ass cheat cheat for the weekend fools is that fuckery. In my head. I am your boy, Oz. <laughs> That's what they sound like. In my head, everybody, every anime that isn't Cowboy Bebop talks like that. Um, That isn't Cowboy Bebop or, no, that's it. Just isn't Cowboy Bebop or Samurai Champloo. Um... Oh, what was the other question? Somebody else somebody else wanted to ask us something. Uh, oh, Kanji-san wanted to ask us. I'm not playing that video because that girl annoys me. Shout out to Kanji for finding her shirt that she was looking for. Oh, yeah, she found her titty shirt? Yes. Good good for her and uh, good for that shirt and good for everybody. <laughs> um, and um, good for any potential boo. <laughs> so, um she she sent us a video of this chick who went out who went out her way on the first date to buy the dude a cigar and like maybe it was like a cigar in a humidor but th- apparently this caused some discourse on Twitter because some people said that she was a pick me and she was trying too hard um i just sounded and from her explanation it just sounded like a nice gesture um, and there was a nigga who, for his first date, um, got her perfume, maybe some kind of, some kind of fancy perfume. And they said that the nigga was simping, that he was trying too hard. And y'all gifting somebody something on the first date ain't that bad. These are all coming from lonely people. You have to understand. True. I mean, true. true. What, what is wrong with. A simple, kind gesture for someone, even if it is buying someone something. You know what? Fuck it. If you want to trip over your feet to impress someone on the first date, you have every right to. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. As long as as long as you're not bringing with that the expectation of something. Correct. Or expecting to get something. We all know what we're talking about. Correct. In return. And as long as you don't Just bring doing that. As long as you don't bring pills. 
You ain't lying. You ain't not lying. Yes, that that is that is a hundred percent valid. I'm just saying. I just I, I feel like in the in the wake of we need to talk about Cosby, we have to reestablish. We need to talk about most of you niggas. Fam, every time I get into an argument about Bill Cosby with these with these with these people, I swear I come out of argument feeling like half the people I just talked to are non-registered sex offenders. Let me tell you about most niggas. Mm. Nope, nope, nope. nope. I'm, go, not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. We're go not doing that. Nope. Not today. Not today. I we don't have the bandwidth for it today. Um, that, that can't even be a Patreon. Cause no, no, they're not ready for that. Um, but it, it, all that to say, I think making a good first impression is is noble. I think that I I think it's a novel concept. Now, granted, I have met some people that made a great first impression and turned out to be pieces of shit, regardless. Right. Most of y'all so, think most of y'all think your first impression involves your dick, uh, and that depending on how they met. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, somebody brings me now. I, I don't get this luxury because somebody, somebody, I tell people all the time not to buy me comics. Don't buy me comic books because I probably have it or I probably have it in trade or I've probably read it a million times or if I don't have it, it's because I don't like it. There's a million reasons not to buy me comic books unless you know what I'm missing um, or graphic novels for that matter. You can buy me books, regular books. You can always buy me books. Anyway, um, and books are cheap these days. Um, I take that back. Nothing's cheap these days. Nothing is. Inflation is a bitch. Um, let's see. Hal Allen wants to know what is the blackest thing you will do this month or want to do. The blackest thing. Survive. Be going, son. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Um, for me, well, I, I, I try to be as black as humanly possible in all regards. Um, every month, so I guess it would. I guess the question for me would really be, what is the blackest thing you will do? Um, that you haven't done already this month. Uh. The white woman walked into the job uh, earlier this week, and I said nothing to her. She spoke to me, and I said nothing to her. Mm. Um, as she was leaving, she goes, is everyone good? Oz, questions for me? Mm-mm. I said nothing. And she walked right out. <laughs> we finally got into the place where I always wanted to be. I am not regarded as anything conversationally with from her other than he works here. He works here and I need to sign his hours. 
Actually, she doesn't have to even have to sign my hours. Damn. Oz is a guy who works here. That's it. Finally got what I wanted. All by ignoring white women. That's what I'm going to do. Damn. And that's what I'm going to do going forward. The towel of Oz <laughs> is to ignore white women. <laughs> All white women. I'm talking about... I'm talking about being completely normally conversational with everyone else in a group setting. And once the white woman starts talking, completely ignore them. And look at the other person. Don't even say their name. Don't even say their name or acknowledge their existence at all. Make them think they're a ghost. Damn. This is the blackest thing I intend to do this That's month. deep. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. I'm telling you, the, the, the white woman is going to be, is going to, she's not going to understand what the fuck happened. And she's not going to know how to address it. Because she's not even going to be sure it really happened. Oz is mighty quiet. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's good. He's, he's a chiller. Okay. Questions for me, Oz? Okay, good, 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 good talk. I'm telling you, it's gonna she's gonna lose her fucking mind. Um, blackest thing you'll you black. Oh yeah, you survive. That's a good survive. One. I mean, that's, that's a wonderful one. That's all I can think of. I mean, that's that's all we do. Um, I keep forgetting that the the Bluetooth for the mixer is on is on mute. So I just look up and I see my Spotify is still playing. Oh, uh, what is this? I really don't know what you came in for. Round and around we go. Okay. Um, Back when wasn't a piece of shit. <laughs> well, right. no, he's always been. So. He's always. Sorry. Before we knew. Uh, Tales to Enrage wants to know, if you got in a fight, what celebrity would you want in your corner? Uh, not their characters, but the actual celebrity that could back you up or get you out of it in one piece. And we're not talking about, like, so I'm 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 not going to make it easy and say Mike Tyson. I will say you can't I'm, say like Deontay Wilder or okay. some shit. Okay, celebrity, celebrity, celebrity. Uh, well, we talk about this all the time. Like, what celebrity? Like, what celebrity do we think has hands? Michael Jai White. Oh, oh. If Michael Jai White don't take no shit either. Yeah. He, I mean, and he and he old with hands. Yeah. Oh, I was, yeah. He was, you know, he's in the Bill Cosby doc. Yeah. Yeah, he also talks to Vlad though. Hold on, let me let me think about that. <laughs> he does talk to Vlad a lot. Let me let me revise. He does talk to Vlad, you're right. <laughs> let me revise that. Uh damn. Um if I got into a fight for a number of reasons, Michael B. Jordan. First and foremost. Hmm. First and foremost, because nobody wants to fight Michael B. Jordan. Nobody wants it with Michael <laughs> B. Jordan, dog. And not even from an intimidation standpoint, like, they just don't want to fight him. It's true. You're right. No, he, you're right. He can be very disarming. It's true, man. He's such a nice guy, a seemingly nice guy. Nobody's trying to fight Michael B. Yeah. That's I, th that's a good point. So, like, if somebody wants to trip off of him, like, hey. We met my friend Mike. Oh, hey, what's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, man? He got that dopey. What's up, man? What's going on, dog? Yeah. 
what's up, brother? You, I mean, you, you, you living good, brother? Oh, yeah, he got all that. Oh, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, man, I and was, he got niggas around him that fight. I was going to kill this nigga, man, but shit, man. And he got niggas around him that got hands. Remember when he was like, when he was just walking around best friends with Megan Thee Stallion? He got, he got people that, that voluntarily hike with him. Yeah, that's like, true. Mm-mm. Yeah. I have not a single friend that I would call right now, but hey, man, let's go run up this mountain, fool. No, and that'd it be ain't like, happening. Bet. We not we not reliving the the the, the mountain run from stomp the yard and that shit. <laughs> fuck out fuck out of here. Um, Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan's a good one. When I think about this, I think about it beyond who just has hands, right? Because now that's helpful. I do mm-hmm. think of who has hands, but it's not just about who has hands. It's about who's a nigga. See, when I think of, when I when I think of somebody to have my back, I'm not just looking for somebody with hands because somebody with hands can still lose. True, 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 true. A a nigga, a true nigga with a nigga mentality will not allow for a loss. They won't. Yeah. So when I think of a nigga or somebody who has been a nigga and has no problem going back to being a nigga. I think of Don Cheadle. Fair point. I do. I think of Don Cheadle in these situations. I think Don Cheadle, for all for all he's been through and for all the shit he talks and for all the accolades he's gotten and 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 for him to be so dignified in Hollywood, I still don't think Don Cheadle will put his foot off in your motherfucking ass. And and the original name that I was going to say, and the only reason I'm not going to say it is because this person has passed. But it would have been someone the equivalent of like a Chadwick Boseman. Like again, hell yeah. If somebody's rolling up on you, like they're about to do something, and you got Chadwick Boseman post Black Panther with you, ain't nobody gonna fuck with you. They gonna hit you with the Wakanda forever and keep it moving. I give shit. Twenty one bridges, Chad, whoop your yeah. ass. And that he, was some violent shit. Too. He didn't even gotta lift a hand. He'll just he'll just be like, "What's up, brother? Wakanda forever." Y'all be like, "Oh man." Another nigga who I believe is just a nigga nigga who wouldn't who wouldn't let somebody just just swing on you. Um what's his name? Uh Finn. Finn, Star Wars Finn. Oh, John Boyega? John Boyega. John Boyega. Now he's short. He also looked like he he also looked like he got some fight in him. Yeah. yeah. Cuz he cuz he from that part of cuz he from that part of London. What about uh Ving Rhames. Have no. you watched the latest Mission Impossible, dog? He can provide technical nah, assistance. He <laughs> 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 could be like, we have the meats. <laughs> oh, shit. No, Vic Rames is not that Vic Rames anymore. He ain't he ain't Melvin. Imagine you about to get your ass whooped and the nigga provides technical assistance. <laughs> I'm gonna alert the authorities looking oh, at this. Oh, I'm gonna unlock that door so you can run away. <laughs> God damn. I'm the man in the chair. Oh my god. 
Oh man, don't do him like that. Not 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 so he's Arby's not, has the beats. He's not he's not pulp fiction being right. He's not he even is, baby boy. He is no, he is not Marcellus Wallace anymore. He's not Rosewood. Uh boy, it, 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 no, he, he knows personally he knows with personal experience that Arby's has the meats. Because he has eaten every single one of them. I'm I'm just telling you. You could uh, just look up Mission Impossible Fallout, Ving Rhames. You know, I've, I've seen Mission Impossible Fallout. You got the, oh, so you know. Yeah, he got the, he, yeah, yeah. Got all the extra layers on. Hollywood told him to put all the extra layers on, put the fedora on. That head that head shape ain't aged well. Yeah, no, Ving, Ving no, maybe 10 years ago. Um. Uh, now, Jaiman Hansu. Uh, I don't think he got hands though. I think he got hands. I think he. You, you see, you didn't watch Never Back Down. I think he got hands for real. Okay. I think he'll bust. You, I think he'll bust a nigga ass. Uh, I I really do. And he and he works out like that to this day. Okay. Oh no, I wouldn't fuck with Jaiman Hansu. Okay. Hell no. Um. Even in that terrible Tarzan movie. Where he was dressed like a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so bad. Anyway. Um, did I ever tell you about the time I had a I, I was having a recurring nightmare that I was like a street brawler, but I kept getting beat up by Christoph Waltz? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I kept getting beat up by Christoph Waltz, dog. It's true. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, bro. This nigga just, this motherfucker just had hands. He just, he was fast, like old boy from the rundown. Like, just, was he giving you a lecture as he was putting the hands on you? Nah, bro. <laughs> he was just straight up Ernie Reyes Jr. in this bitch. <laughs> I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. <laughs> wow. I don't understand. Of all people, that Christoph Waltz, fam. Like, he was just short and fast and just, and, and just fucking up your joints, bro. Somebody on my, somebody on my timeline said, that well, that makes sense since Christoph Waltz is basically the new M. Bison. But he's also like five five. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was having a recurring nightmare. I was getting beat up by Dr. King Schultz. Damn. Oh boy, that's fucked up. Um I think that's all the listener letters. Thank you guys. Um I just had see I, I I'm the one who shares all the personal shit. That I I needed y'all to know that about me. Is please don't walk up to me in the middle of the street and I want to make sure you meet Christoph Waltz one day. <laughs> Somebody like, gonna be like, "Shut the fuck like, up, Oz!" Like, yo, you got my boy shook. <laughs> gonna be like, "Shut the fuck up, Oz!" Maybe call Christoph Waltz over here. <laughs> oh, you gonna call Christoph Waltz, huh? That man gonna give you a full monologue before he starts putting hands on you. <laughs> No doubt, no have, doubt. Have you ever heard the story about oh shit. the crow and the picket wood fence? Oh, he gonna bust my ass when I was a child. He might. You know what? Christoph Waltz might have hands. No, he doesn't. He <laughs> does not. <laughs> oh shit! It is time for the top three. You know what? No, I'm gonna give something away. Hold on. We give something away right now. This is going to happen. I, I, I should have probably planned for a segment for this, but I'm just going to give something away right now. That's just testing to see if they're really listening. It's true. I'm 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 looking up the I'm looking up I'm looking up the the emails right now. 
Uh, audience. Yeah, y'all listening to me work our social marketing shit in real time, live, right now. All contacts. Show me all contacts. Uh, the winner, and I will be in contact with him probably before he hears this, is Jermaine Charles. Hey. Jermaine Charles, you are the proud winner of something. Um, <laughs> a couple of things, actually. Um, put some gas in it. Just, just give him a few gallons of gas. Put some gas in his car. Go. I'll throw him $10. All right. I think that's a, I think that's fair. Fair I'm enough. Throw him ten dollars in like a shirt. You know what I'm saying? Pass the merch around. Uh Jermaine Charles, um, well, if you're listening to this, I've probably already been in touch with you. Um Yeah, keep a keep an eye out on your email. Time for the top three STFUs. Mm-hmm. Um oh also go to opinionswildblack.com, go to the bottom. Put your email in that space that says subscribe email um, for your opportunity to win stuff. Let's go. Um, Time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? up. Number three. Am I on the right list? I'm not on the right list. Uh, I got my Google notes all fucked up. Mm. Um, Google Docs. Um, number three is, oh, we got some runners up actually. Let's see. Uh, we got the rock. What, what do I do? The rock was trying to cape for Joe, but for Joe, uh, Rogan. Okay. He's a runner up because we, granted he, he did he try to back. Yeah. He did apologize. And to be honest, I understand where the rock is coming from. The rock wants everybody to get along. That's when the rock talks about these conflicts, which is maybe why he shouldn't say anything. The rock wants everybody to get along with each other. But then, you know, the rock also apologizes because he wants people to like him. Well, specifically that is usually, and yes, you are correct. And that is usually something that comes part and parcel with, um, wanting everybody to get along. It's because you want them to get along with you as well. Cause you don't want to have to make any waves. Can I can I share though what his apology was because this is kind of this is kind of the template that people need to follow when they want to issue apologies about things. Yeah, go ahead hit me with the apology. What that sound like? He said, "I was not aware of his n-word use before my comments, but now I've become educated to his complete narrative." Learning moment for me, ladies and gentlemen. That's all you had to say. That's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. I was not fully educated on the subject. I've become ed- fully educated now. I get it. Yeah. 100%. That's all you have to say. And that's all The Rock needed to say, and he can get back to um, throwing large chain, <laughs> large metal chains in the gym um, <laughs> and lifting fire trucks on his back. It's funny you should say that because I think in his most recent Instagram post, that's exactly what he was doing. That's all he that's all he does is just he, every time I see him in the gym he just has these large metal chains in his back as on his back as if he's yes <laughs> so it dips with a chain it dips with chains on him God damn it I got to get right I got to get right <laughs> just saying I mean I got to get rid of this pandemic shit um uh, yeah but the rock got to chill this is one of those things the rock could have stayed out of this 
Garak could stay out of this, and you don't have to answer every question the press asks you. Because, but again, The Rock wants everybody to like him because that's part of his who he is, I believe, and that's also part of his brand. I get it, but shut up. This man has two hundred ninety-five million followers on Instagram. God damn, that is obscene. Nowhere else in the world, the The Rock doesn't. No, no, I, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of people. Um. Other runner-up is Joe Biden. Joe Biden just got to stop talking for a while, man. Joe Biden really jumped out here and told people that um, Mitch McConnell was his best friend or some shit. How is the party served by that? We already know that. You don't have to share it, though, man. Like, you don't have to share it. That puts no confidence in the party. That puts no confidence in the electorate. And Trump going to win this shit again. That's where I'm at, bro. Like, that's where I'm at, dog. Because the, the 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 party, the Dems keep blowing it hard too. Yeah, I have no confidence anymore. Yeah, they gotta chill. They gotta chill. The Dems, and they gotta they gotta rein Joe in. I and I blame myself because I voted I voted specifically for Joe Biden because he's a madman. Because he's insane. And I felt like you have to send a madman to catch a madman. I, I don't think anybody really voted for him. They just voted against Trump. They just Trump. voted against Trump. That's true. Yeah. You know, you're right. Um, Number three. Oh, oh, there's another runner-up I didn't put on here. Tandy Newton got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tandy Newton got to shut the fuck up. Did you see this bullshit where she was, where she was caping, where she was, uh, Caping for uh, light skins. I, I, talking I, about I can't be talking about you can't be you can't be I can't. How you gonna hate me because I got a part of you because I'm light skin? I'm. It's not my fault. I'm light skin. That kind of shit. Just shut the fuck up. Although we enjoyed seeing her breasts in Westworld, Numer- all, numerous times, albeit for a brief time. Brief. Um, Brief times, but gratuitously also. You don't have to speak upon um, color. What is it? Color, color, colorism. Colorism. Uh, unless it is to acknowledge your privilege. You don't, Correct. You don't have to be like, oh, it's not my fault that I'm light-skinned and you're not. Just acknowledge colorism for what it is and and – and keep it moving. Acknowledge your privilege. Keep it moving. Isn't she bridge? Does does yeah. that end of the diaspora just not get it? They didn't have to travel as far to get where they are. So no, uh, they don't. They don't get it. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Nobody asked for that. Uh, we just want you. To, everybody involved with Westworld just got to shut the fuck up till season three drop. Yeah, season four. Whatever. It's hard to tell. It's hard to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's season four. It's season four. Yeah. They, y'all just got to shut the fuck up and and let this show go out with a fucking bang. I'm Ho- ready. Hopefully it's better than season three. Season three kind of pissed me off. But, I, I, I had things I liked and things I didn't like about yeah. season three. But I, for the most part, I, it did what I what I appreciate the most. Um, Yeah. Tandy didn't got to shut the fuck up. Um, First of all, first of all, no, I'm not. Even, I'm not even gonna just go the long way to rank on Tandy Newton. But anybody who was in the Chronicles of Riddick got to shut the fuck up. Mm. 
Except maybe Carl Urban. He's all right. Um, number three is Nick Cannon. Last week, I wanted Nick Cannon to shut the fuck up about his dick. Now I want Nick Cannon to shut the fuck up about everything else. <laughs> Nick Cannon is on his eighth child. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with him announcing it. I have a problem with him announcing um, his eighth child on the same show, on his same platform that he announced uh, that he announced it, the the seventh child being a miscarriage. I think it was seven. Yeah. Yeah. Was a miscarriage. This is only a month or so ago. I don't know how the baby moms, I don't know if they have a relationship. I don't know what, what stage of grieving or if she's grieving at all. I don't know. I don't presume to know what she's going through emotionally, but that seems tactless to go on the same platform to celebrate life with one chick that you just went on that same platform to celebrate death with another chick, not to celebrate, but to commemorate death with another chick who, who for all we know is still going through that postpartum depression and does not have her child in her arms. Something about that smacks as insensitive to me and something about you smacks is exactly the type of nigga who would completely miss that because you're so caught up in you. Which is one of the many numerous reasons I hate Nick Cannon. I hate Nick Cannon the way I hate Mark Wahlberg. Damn. Both speak, the both the niggas get their ass whooped. Speak on it, son. Um, so shut the fuck up, please, Nick Cannon. Please. Everybody wants to talk about oversharing. Nobody wants to talk about Nick Cannon. That's bullshit. He gotta shut up. Number two is Joe Rogan. Obvious reasons. Uh, Joe Rogan said the N-word. He should never do so. But what was worse than him saying the N-word was him apologizing for saying nigga. The five minute and 46 second apology. That could have been 30 seconds long. Yes, it could have been a tweet, actually. I saw some horrible, I see a video has been going around of me saying the N-word um, it is comprised of it is comprised of many different scenes from my podcast. It is horrible, even by my standards. That word should never be that word should never be repeated in public by non-blacks for any reason whatsoever. I fall into this category. Any character on my show um, with my likeness and set and voice likeness mm-hmm. um, represents me. I should not have said. It. I should not have said this. I will. I will go forward not saying it. Um, I will denounce. I will denounce other people who choose to say it. Fuck out of here. That's all you have to say. I said too much. That's said, all you have to yeah, say. I was say. You said way too much. That's but, all, that's it. But he could have kept it under five minutes. Easily, easily. A minute at best should be no longer than your average TikTok. Um. Yeah, Joe Rogan got to get the fuck out of here. What and, and and what kills me is that nigga's still going to go on his fucking podcast. Because it's the biggest podcast in town. I'm just, it, anyway, anyway. But that's a whole nother argument. Uh, number one, the number one person who should shut the fuck up 
I did not think this person would be back in the top would be back in the top three. I didn't think he'd be number one ever again. Oh. It's Kanye Omari West. What did he do this time? This motherfucker. This motherfucker is actively fighting with Kim Kardashian over the custody of his child. Um, I don't even think he's fighting over custody. He's fighting over... It's a social media thing. Isn't yeah, it? it's, it's, he's fighting over the, the perceived message that Kim is giving the world about Kanye's parenting style. So, you know, part of it was that, you know, the narrative around him wanting to attend his child's birthday party and making it seem like he crashed the party. And he was like, it's my child's birthday party. But we know he's dramatic because he said that Kim kidnapped yes. his daughter. Correct. To take her to a party. Correct. Which makes no sense. And and now he's saying that uh, now he's alleging that Kim said that people are saying that he tried to put out a hit on her. And he's and again, all of this is happening in the public eye. And he's he's sending screenshots to his Instagram. None of us need to see this. At all. At all. At all. At all. He was was upset about North being on TikTok and calling Kim a bad parent for allowing a child under the age of 13 to be on TikTok. Not remembering, like, these niggas grew up on actual television. Grew up on television. um, Grew up furthering their parents' brand at at, at all costs. Uh, I remember when it was a it, you had, it was like putting a hit out. You had to pay a lot of money to get a picture of these kids. Yeah, and but these kids are developing their own agency. They get to have apps. They get to have fucking social media. You know, you know why? Because as far as I remember, social media was completely cool with Kanye. Until he got kicked out of his own house and wasn't in control anymore. And Kim was fucking somebody else. Now, all of a sudden, all that shit ain't cool. And now, all of a sudden, I want to be dad of the year, parent of the year, and all that shit. And if you were, and guess what? Here's how I know you're full of shit. If you're so fucking worried about being, uh, about being, uh, about Kim Kardashian being a bad mother, take her to court. Fight for custody of your child. Get your kid in your house. She beat him to it, though. But we know that's not. But we know that's not going to happen on his part. We know that's never going to happen because that would because actually being a full time parent means you can't you can't have your ass out here with with every broad you pulled off the street. Julia Fox was not pulled off the street. She was pulled off of what the waitstaff? Probably. <laughs> Probably she was pulled off of what the Lion and Hooters. Fuck out of here. She's about to start to go fund me for some new leggings. Because <laughs> she's worn out that same old pair of black leggings. And we know he's not going to fight for full custody because we all know that being a full-time parent means you can't have your ass out here showing out, gallivanting every, gallivanting every damn where, um, acting a fucking fool. We know he not. We know he not because all the freedom that he experiences being a part-time dad will be taken away from him. And that means Kim would actually have to demand something of him that looks like effort. We know he's not going to do that. Mm -mm. 
He's not. He's not ready for responsibility or effort or any of the things that it takes to maintain a marriage, a, a, a relationship with your child, or even a stable frame of mind. Fuck Kanye. Also, Fuck he's Ka- crazy. Yeah. Also, he's a yeah. You're right. He's crazy. Fucking lunatic. Let me tell you, and, and let me tell you one more thing concerning Kanye. All this shit. What makes me the angriest is that he does all this under the guise of us. He's trying to get us on his side. And we know he's trying to get us on his side because he comes up with these narratives with buzzwords that he knows that he knows will get us going. We know what they do to try to keep you keep a black man from his kids. We know what they do. They're trying to keep me down. They're trying to keep me out of this. They're trying to keep me from that. They're trying to do this. First of all, who the fuck are they? Why haven't we met they? Is, is, is they in a courtroom? Can we meet them then? Mm. I bet we can't. Mm. I, you know, and what they do. And if and if what they do is so bad, they wouldn't have let you. They wouldn't have let you move fifteen feet from the girl house in the first place. And guess what? It has not escaped my notice that you have come out and uh, and addressed us, we peasants. After the eve of you announcing Donda Two, which is coming out later this later this month, mm. further furthering the notion that I have said for years is that Kanye Omari West does not give a fuck about you until it's time for you to buy something from him. Then he needs you on his fucking side. Then it's all about us and the community and what they do to us and what they do to black men. Now you're all fucking woke. Fuck you. This is after you telling us that slavery was a choice. Fuck you. Fuck Kanye. Honestly, fuck Kanye. Fuck him forever. Fuck his fans. Sorry, y'all. They the worst. That's how I feel. Can't change my mind. They the worst. You and, and, and it should be no change in your mind. They the worst. Uh, look, he don't rap that good. Hmm. He don't. He don't rap that good. He's okay. He don't rap that good. Not for me to fuck over the flag. Fuck you, you. Changed my life. So Kanye. So Kanye West. I hate to bring his jersey down off the rafters, but can get the biggest shut the shut fuck, the up. fuck up. Fuck out of here. Nigga makes me sick. I don't know. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? Uh, we certainly have. Oh. Without having to message our baby mamas in public. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? Like, oh, he he makes my head hurt. Um, and you know, you know, Randall doesn't normally talk about Kanye. I don't. Um, but this was just egregious. Like, oh, just I'm sick. I'm I'm just sick of celebrities having public arguments. Who are you, who are you trying to prove it to? Like. Niggas always ask for privacy, but then throw the 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 information that we don't want to hear out there. Respect my privacy, fam. But then you put all this shit out there. You put too much information out. You can't have both. You can't have it both ways, man. Fuck out of here, man. That's a weird dude. Um, I guess, uh, um, guys, thank you, thank you for listening. Yep. 
Um, always a good time. Uh, I'm going to be giving more stuff away. Hey, hey. Thank you to uh, Jermaine Charles for following directions. Um, let's see. Church announcements, D. Randall. No, nah, not this week. Okay. <clears throat> we'll be back. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week with more um, with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what it is. I'm tired because I didn't get it. I didn't get in until like three o'clock last night. Ooh, date night. I I told you we spent a long time driving around looking for looking for a, a McDonald's that we could get through quickly. Mm. Um, <clears throat> which means I gotta hit the I gotta hit the weights. Uh, I'm tired to, uh, yeah, I got to find time for that. I'm tired to the bitch. I got to go eat, I got to go eat dinner. Um, Randall probably got shit to do. Um, this has been episode 170 170 of Opinions Wild Black. We will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know the deal. I have been Oz. I have been D. Randall. And as always, forever in parting, titties. Oh.